Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation, and you're listening to The Dork Forest. You've done it. You've chosen wisely. Uh, the website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Uh, JackieCation.com has everything, right? This podcast uh, links to my other podcast, links to my calendar for when stand-up comedy happens again, uh, links to the merch if you want a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt. If you want any of my stand-up uh, merchandise, there's a bunch of new merch over there. There's uh, the old pins. There's new. There's a new challenge coin. There's a bunch of t-shirts. There's CDs. There's my DVD. And uh, there's some video. And there's more of the information that you could deal with. Also, so that's on the that's on JackieCation.com. And there's a link on, of course, dorkforest.com to the merch page. Uh, the other thing you could do is you go to iTunes and review the show. That's always something that's supposed to help. Hi. You might be listening to the show on Pandora or Spotify or Amazon or Stitcher or some other place. Anyway, you might be just listening to it at dorkforest.com, which will also have the videos. As long as we're in COVID, as long as we're in quarantine, I am doing Zoom. I'm doing this show as also a video show. So you can go to the YouTube page and get a bunch of that. That also has a bunch of my stand-up clips on it as well. Let's do the credits. Hey, Mike Rickberg wrote and composed that song that you just heard, and he sang it with his wife, Sarah. He will sing at the end of the program uh, his words to the Mexican hat dance. Very glamorous. Uh, Patrick Brady fixes the audio, the video. He does everything, and he really kind of keeps me sane. Loving Patrick uh, Brady, especially uh, in these days. And then uh, Vilmos uh, keeps uh, JackieCation.com rocking and rolling, as the kids say. There are several ways to support the show. I've already mentioned reviewing the show on iTunes. Uh, you could also you could also just tell people that you love the show. That's always something. You could repost it if it's a particular episode you enjoy. You could join the Ranger page on Facebook if you like. That's just a bunch of people who love the show, and they can riff on each other and, and, and talk about the show and dorky things that they love themselves. My Twitter, Instagram, and all things Snapchat at Jackie Cation. If you ever want to get in touch with me, it's Jackie at JackieCation.com. That's my email address. And uh, if you want to donate, you can just give me money, quite honestly. You can PayPal me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, or use the button on JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com, and it comes directly to me. I will use it, in this case, enormously wisely on things like shelter and food uh, until I'm on the road again. And then, uh, and I appreciate whatever you could send. If you want to make it monthly, if you do monthly things, you can make the PayPal thing monthly. You can also, if you don't like PayPal, you could pay me by Venmo. My Venmo is just my name, Jackie hyphen Cation, and then a picture of me windswept, I believe. Uh, other than that, um, yeah. Oh, Bandcamp. You, if you've run out of episodes to watch and would like more, there are live episodes on banddorkforest.bandcamp.com. And there's uh, a bunch of episodes. There's 200 episodes before I started pre-recording. The best 17 of the horrible audio that they were are on Bandcamp. So you can listen to those for free. There's a bunch of uh, live ones that are like two bucks a piece because they cost me some money to produce. So I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album if you like that. So much info. Let's get into the show. 
Hi, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room. It's very exciting. I am sitting with Jen Kirkman, who hasn't been on in a thousand generations. Welcome back to the Dork Forest, Jen Kirkman. Thanks for having me back, Jackie. It's great to be here. Um, I'm, I know we tried to do this last year, and that schedules right because went crazy. we're going to talk Hallmark Christmas movies. Which weirdly enough, my brother, my brother Russ, who had never been on the show, did, uh, and I'm going to air it right before this one. So, people, if you've listened to the Russcation uh, episode of the uh, the Dork Forest <laughs> about Hallmarks, let's get a more human version. It's not that my brother <laughs> isn't human; it's just the band loves a spreadsheet. So, Jen Kirkman, you should know, is a great stand-up comic. Uh, the Twitter feed is at Jen Kirkman, J E N K E R K M A N, and I believe this will come out like December 1st or 2nd, and which means that on December 4th, you could see her online Christmas show, which she usually do. You do usually do it live at the improv. And yeah, I usually do it live at the Hollywood improv and it's not really stand up. It's like storytelling and sketches and it's for the Christmas hater and lover alike. It's very like dark. Yes. And strange. So, uh, so it's the Jen Kirkman dysfunctional Christmas show uh, and go just go to at Jen Kirkman and you, it'll be the pin tweet. It'll be available. Yeah. We'll can uh, I actually don't know if this is coming out the second. So will can people uh, will there be a, an unlisted YouTube link? No, if but if they do somehow see this before December 4th and they buy it a ticket, it's available to them for 48 hours after, but they can't buy it after that. But oh. if the, if this airs after it, they can just check out my podcast called No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast. It's free go. everywhere you get podcasts. They can enjoy their life. Yeah, yeah. Live your lives. Now, yeah. uh, I'm surprised you do not have a Hallmark mug. The Hallmark Christmas mug was one of the things my brother Russ talked about, how the product placement in the Hallmark movies is one of his favorite things. Because oh, it's so good. They, they didn't go to Hallmark store and get that mug that she was using. I know. I, I'm very... Um... I'm very picky with Christmas decorations. Oh. Uh, I'm very into white and gold only, white, silver, and gold. So anything with anything with red in it, I don't do, even if it's a mug. Okay, you don't. So, yeah, my Christmas mug is um, has a fur like a fur thing around it. Okay. So um, even well, I haven't seen the Hallmark mug, but I assume it's. I think I have it's red or something. Well, there's there there's several different ones because why you know there's at least 149 movies, so and I know that because he made a spreadsheet, and uh, of the <laughs> ones that he's seen, and <laughs> do you know that the network actually provides now? I did this by accident last year, and it it really um, ruined me. <laughs> They're like download the blah blah, and it'll sync up to your calendar. And so I somehow synced up my calendar to the Hallmark Christmas movie schedule. And I had like, you know, there's 40 of them. Right. And so I was getting reminders and like my things were going off and beeping. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> and I couldn't get it off. I didn't know how to get off my phone. Right, right. You don't know how to unsubscribe to the insanity that is. I'm sure someone does, but I, I, well, I couldn't. I'm sure it's possible, but I'm, I'm sure they have not made it as easy as it is to subscribe. It's one of my Ain't favorite. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. It's my favorite thing about the Jackie Cation mailing list. Harder to get on than it is to get off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the same with mine yeah, you can, mine starts with like you can unsubscribe right here right Don't that's yell. it and then just scroll and unsubscribe no harm no foul yeah. no judgment live your lives much like what you just said about seeing your show okay so when was i've only yeah. seen i think i've seen one call mark one and i've seen one lifetime one yes and they are very different 
I believe. And now, let, yes, yeah, how, very how did it different. begin? How did it? I mean, how, do you have any idea how long they've been going on? I have. I don't even know. At least ten years. At least ten years. I think it's way more. I think it's fifteen or so. <laughs> um, at least. But but I think the phenomenon really kicked in about ten years ago. And I really feel like I was on the forefront of it. I'm not saying anyone got it from me, of course, but right. it just so happens. <laughs> now, let me just say my big disclaimer okay. because, you know, I want to be woke. The Hallmark <laughs> movies are historically very white. Oh, yeah. And and the Lifetime are not. Thank God. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Lifetime is more diverse. Lifetime has a bigger um, uh, diverse audience. It's more... I- a black audience than Hallmark. Oh, interesting. Russ speculated that um, that that um, that the lifetime the the lifetime ones because he he says they come from more of a, a the burning bed kind of thing that they are a little that they feel like there's there's usually some sort of B plot more than the y- Hallmark yeah. ones. The and the lifetime like regular movies always have like. Uh, um, like Some an after-school, spe- yeah, yeah. It's like murder or after-school special, but then like the the Christmas movies are basically the same. I mean, I do like both. I just don't have enough time in the day. I know the now it's gonna make me look racist. Like I don't watch the. Ho- That's not what I mean. <laughs> but but there's also now Netflix has them, and I don't like those either. Oh, okay. I really the Hallmark so ones are your favorite ones. They're my favorite ones because of the simple formula that seems to happen, Which and is- so. How- how I it's um a lot of uh city girl goes to the country or goes to a smaller town uh oh my god she didn't pack her boots because she doesn't have any (laughs) she's in her high heels she runs into oh my god it's my she just had a breakup oh my you know it's always like I thought we were getting engaged you know I'm going to take you out to a special dinner in the city tonight. And she's already, we're going to get engaged. And he's like, I have a proposal. And she's like, oh my God. And he's like, I proposed a business deal at work today. And she's like, oh, and he's like, what? And I thought we were getting married. You know, it's all that. Okay. And then they break up. But I, <laughs> And then she ends up, the girl always ends up in a small town or some kind of ranch or something, whatever. <laughs> and then it always is, she runs into someone she used to know. Right. A guy, obviously. And they fall in love and she realizes that she wanted a simpler life. Now, here's the thing with that. I actually think these movies are oddly feminist. And here's why. There's nothing that's that it's not anti-feminist to decide that you don't want to live in the city anymore. Yeah. And that you they never give up their jobs. They just figure out how to do them from the small town. Right. And they never talk about kids. And that's for a child free lady like me. And I know you are as well. I, I'm not obsessed with happy endings, meaning we get married, we have kids. Right, right. And and there's no pregnancy in these movies. There's no, like, I want to have kids with you. The only there's very little kids, sex, is there? Correct. Okay. But it's not, well, there's no sex. It's just a, a kiss. It usually ends on a kiss. Right. And then it's implied, you know, from there. But there, anytime there are kids in, in it, it's like the guy is a widow, Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the and the kid, that's the other trope. The guy is a widow. He has like a 10-year-old. And the 10-year-old immediately takes to this woman who's their <laughs> interior decorator. You know, he's a busy executive. He doesn't know how to decorate for Christmas. He <laughs> hires this woman. She's like, what do you mean you don't have a Christmas tree in the foyer? And he's like, listen, I don't have time. And the kids love her. And then they all fall in love. Yes. Yes. But 
So those are kind of the tropes. And then my favorites, I have so much to say. Now, let me just organize my thoughts really quick. <laughs> so inherently, I don't think they're... Uh, I, I, I defend them to the death that the women are always very powerful business-wise and the men always have these jobs like, I sell Christmas trees, which right. is like lower than minimum wage and a job you only have three weeks out of the year. <laughs> and they're not threatened by these powerful women at all. Right. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that that's interesting that, you know, that feels like they that feels like romance novels in the way that, you know, people are like, well, they're, they're I'm sure they're not feminist. And you're like, except for the fact that traditionally romance novels are written by women for yeah. women about women. And there's absolutely right. no other books out there or traditionally were not any books about women at all. And exactly. This is interesting. Like I wonder uh, on Russ's spreadsheet, there were 149 movies that he had, he had logged. Only seven okay. of them were directed by women. But I don't know who – I don't think he had a column for who had written them. But he had a column for their Nielsen ratings. And uh, and, and one of the things that he was thought was interesting and, and uh, was that they – the women – okay, so I'm going to tell you some, some facts about it that I learned from the Russ episode, which okay, is uh, – the uh, these are all generalizations. To shoot a Hallmark movie takes two weeks. It's a yeah. two-week shooting schedule. The budget is usually around $2 million. Yeah. The um, the lead actress who is recurring, there's usually three to five of them if they find yep. a good actress, uh, they get about $250,000 for this uh, for this role. Yeah. And for these two this two weeks work. The men never repeat. In 149 episodes, they've never repeated. He is wrong. Oh, you found you you've got wait. Andrew Walker is in like oh interesting three to five a year and Brennan Elliott he Russ is wrong on that okay all right well uh, not, I will not as much though not as much but there's there's a couple men Andrew Walker is like the guy he's in all like okay most a so ton Andrew of them. Walker what was the name of the other guy Brennan Elliott Brennan Elliott okay I and he he might have I I I very easily could have said that. Because I think they're not as they're definitely not as repeated as often as you said, and no, not as and as often as your um, Lacey Chabert, Candace Cameron Bure. He, uh, I think, Candace ladies. Cameron Bure, I think, had the best Nielsen ratings, if I remember correctly. And it's unfortunate because she is one of those right wing psychos, like those. She's oh, that's the, a, Kirk Cameron's sister, you know. Oh, weird. Oh, so she's found and the Lord, but a really, really those, negative like, weird, Lord. like yeah, yes, not the good Jesus, but the Jesus that was alive with. Dinosaurs and doesn't believe in science. <laughs> yeah, for some reason the dinosaurs went to his head. So, but the but he does say that all of the actors. And I said, yeah. well, do they have a? Is it a type of all the men? And he goes, yeah, they're all six foot two with really good hair. Is what he? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so they're they're, they're very like, you know, I have a quirkier taste in men, and so they don't register to me as men, even if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I get that entirely because they look, yeah. they're a little too, it looks cookie cutter. Where yeah, I'm, I'm just I, like, oh, that's a per that's a man, I guess. I, and, like, and if I met yeah. him as a person, it would be fine, right? But in a yes. movie, he's actually not asked to do anything but stand there. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting, too, because 
Hallmark runs almost with their actors on the old fashioned like studio system that doesn't exist in real life. I don't think anymore. So like if you're one of these actresses, you have a contract with Hallmark for blank, whatever, you know, how many movies? Yeah. How many movies? And Andrew, I heard Andrew Walker talk about this on a podcast. That's why I know. Okay. And he's under contract. Like they were like, he did one and they loved it. And they were like, let's snatch you up. So he's, so it's sort of like a soap opera contract. Cause I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of residuals. I think so. I wonder, you know, my really good friend, Brendan Hines did a Hallmark movie last year, which is it's he's, he looks like one of these guys, right? Right. But he's um, way more charismatic and it may be just cause I know him. Yeah. But his is about Nashville and he also sings as well. So he, it, he had some music in there as well, but you know, he's like a super intellectual guy. Like if he had his druthers, like he would not be in, in a made for TV movie, but they cast him and right. he's like, yeah, I'm not work an idiot. Yeah. I'll... And, but it's just so funny because he was sending me pictures from the set. And of course they're filming them in the summer yep. in Canada, but he showed me like the fake snow machine and, you know, but everyone who works on them, it's almost like a cult where like once you're in, you say nothing bad about the experience. Right. Right. Not that I think anything bad is happening and there's any cover up. I just think it's such a well-oiled machine. Yes. That that you're in. It's two weeks. You're out. They had the best time. Goodbye. Right. Well, and Russ has been calling me every couple of days with more <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> Ever since he did the show, and one oh my of them, God. he was—he said to me, "You would probably wouldn't it be great if you got a cast as one of these neighbors? Because those are recurring. All you have to just seventy-five thousand dollars for two weeks of work, and yeah. you would just say things like, honey, I think he's the one.' And so that was great. <laughs> I hope someone's watching." <laughs> Right. And so and he said, you would do that. Right. And it reminded me of many years ago, Russ Cation saying to me, you wouldn't want Thelma Ritter's career, would you? And I was like, yeah, I would. Thelma Ritter, my favorite of her, and she's been in absolutely everything in the 30s, 40s and 50s and 60s. She did a lot of Doris Day movies. But remember Miracle on 34th Street, the woman who had to talk to Santa about the fire truck? That's Thelma Ritter. Okay. Uh, She also played like the drunken housekeeper for Doris Day, um, who was matchmaking in Pillow Talk. She. um, Okay. I do actually know that. Right. She's, she's been in a, I was like, she's been in 180 movies over 30 years. Yes, Russ. I would love Thelma Ritter's career. That would be fine. And um, so, but it's, it's so funny because he, uh, you know, he mentioned them shooting it in Vancouver and, um, and Winnipeg. He said most of them. Oh, Winnipeg. Oh, I love Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg's nice, but it's because they ran out of small town. They were, they were like, let's mix it up a little bit. And there's a, there's a certain number of, um, you know, much, you know, in other countries, you yeah. have to hire a certain number of Canadian for the tax breaks. You have to hire the people. That's why I was going to, I didn't want to disappoint you that although you just nailed the audition, they'd probably go with a Canadian. <laughs> Just to Thank say, you very much. honey, he's the one. <laughs> well, you know, so you asked me how it all started. I, yeah. I will tell you this. It was, I, my family lives in Massachusetts. I'm out here in LA. 
So I go home to visit and we all gather at my sister's house because her house is bigger and she's got a nice fireplace and all the Christmassy things. Neat. Um, and I won't be going there this year because <laughs> the president had a control <laughs> pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, but we one year we're watching this show based on title only called A Boyfriend for Christmas. Who doesn't want to watch it? <laughs> and it's it was on Hallmark and it was basically this girl... Um, Ask Santa for a boyfriend when she's a little girl. Okay. And then in cut to she's an adult and thinks she runs into that Santa Claus again and she still doesn't have a boyfriend and he gets her one or something. But it was just one of those things where I'm watching it with my mom and my sister. And my mom is, my mom should be a comic because she's got this anger and, and this negativity that like I actually don't all the time have sure and so I'm watching this movie kind of earnestly right and she's like what the hell is wrong with these people this is so <laughs> stupid who want a boyfriend for Christmas get out of here she's a grown woman talking to Santa about a love life I hate these assholes she's going on and on like she's and then my sister and I are just loving it because you know yeah we just love it and my dad is sitting there and we think he's bored. And then just as the movie's ending, he pipes up and he goes, I've seen this one. They moved to California and he completely ruined the ending. <laughs> and we were just, it was just one of those moments that was like, it was a really nice family yes. moment. And, <laughs> and we've just thought about it ever since. Like it became sort of a, uh, habit that my sister and I would watch them. My dad, now there's two types. I, I'm sure Russ told you this. No. There's there's Hallmark has two channels. Oh. And there's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel and then Hallmark Channel. So Hallmark Channel plays more the romantic comedy Christmas movies. Yep. And Hallmark Movies and Mysteries plays the more there's an angel, somebody has cancer, a soldier came back. <laughs> Right. A little more that kind of thing. And so my dad likes those. Okay. So he'll have the TV and I'll go, Jen, that's actually an angel. And then she has cancer. And, <laughs> and he's a, he just came back from war. And I'm like, put on the one with the girl in the city falls in love. <laughs> and so I watch it every year with my family. But really, it was like the last six years I noticed they caught on to like, they caught on to their own thing. I think more people are watching these movies like, not ironically, I don't mean it that harshly, yeah. but more ironically than not. Like I say, most of the viewers are like what you would call like R right, kind of fun making a little bit. You're, yeah, like it is fun. Like I remember watching soap operas in college, and it was the most fun was sort of the riffing with all of my college friends about yeah. about what is happening behind her or what is with her, <laughs> yes. his hair. And, um, and so that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a fun group activity is what it sounds like. Well, you know, they have all these things like the Hallmark bingo card and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, but you, you saying it's like soap operas is genius. I've never heard that before. And that's exactly what it is because it's, again, they have to film it so quickly. Things fall through the cracks. And so some of the things that would be on a Hallmark bingo card are it's classic every time someone is drinking coffee out of a clearly empty paper cup. And like, <laughs> I don't know why they don't just put water, water in it. Yeah. And the actor is just like, they go to Starbucks, you know, whatever. And they get a coffee and they're like basically holding it like this. And it's like tipping over or like they don't, they want their actors to look pretty. So they don't have scarves on or hats, you know, it's like oh, right. snowing and winter 
And like they're in New York City on December 23rd with just like, you know, a J. Crew light coat that's open with right, no, right. no gloves. Right, right. It's a mock turtleneck, and uh, yeah. and and maybe earmuffs. Uh, so earmuffs, <laughs> always earmuffs. And so it's like stuff like that that I like. I just watch it to look for that. Right. What's the what's on the bingo card? Is the bingo card like I? First of all, I've never played bingo. Um, ah, I, that's yeah. not. That can't be true. I must have played bingo somewhere, but I don't. I don't remember how bingo, like you're, you're trying to spell things. So yeah. So your card has numbers and, and actually I don't remember. Right. I so, don't remember. So if, if, if there's a Hallmark bingo, it's got to have a yeah. different batch of these things. Uh, I mean, it can have the same 24 things, right? Yes. Uh, empty yes. coffee mug, uh, d- d- earmuffs. Yeah, girl falls on the ice, doesn't have her boots, you know, um, <laughs> Right. Magical Santa, widowed dad. It would be stuff like that. Widowed dad, um, (laughs) corporate, gets stuck in a snowbank. Right, right. It's a tow truck. You know, my favorite kinds now, I have three favorite ones. Okay. And they all have a similar theme, which apparently I love, which is a mix-up. Oh, the mix-up is your favorite. And, And what I like about it is that like that character that you just did so perfectly. I think he's the one, honey. There's a rule. There's a world where if you watch these movies with a different lens, they could easily be horror movies. <laughs> there's a lot of this man I don't know very well. Right. Is in my family's home sleeping over. Okay. And they love him and want me to marry him. I've known him for five minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like it could be easily that showed Dirty John. We're like. You don't know the guy very well, and right, he's a scam he could be artist. some grifter that's tricked your family, and then all of a sudden he is a serial killer. Yeah, it, it could easily be that. But there's my favorite one is it's like, okay, this woman, and she's one of the regulars, and I, I actually forget her name. She's kind of my least favorite actress because she's so earnest. She's like crying in every scene, and I'm like. <laughs> She's a little... Oh, Alicia Witt okay. is her name. You just want her to be directed a little more fun, Alicia. A little more fun into it, a little less emotion. Okay. And my friend Brendan aforementioned, who was in the Hallmark movie, uh, he was in it with her. Oh, okay. And like, because she's not a real person to me, because she's this Hallmark thing. Yeah. Um, I guess she was on this TV show called Nashville, which I never saw. Right. Anyway. But I said to Brendan, oh, you're in it with my least favorite one. And he was like, um... It's actually a person and she's my co-star and she's fucking awesome and really fun. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal. You are correct. I am reminded of humanity. This is not just, a, yeah. these are just not paper cut out p- p- people on a, on a piece of paper. <laughs> so this is what I love. So she's dating this guy, very busy business guy, stock market kind of guy. And she owns an antique store. This is all in New York City. Sure. And he's just like, look. I don't get why you're not selling the antique store. It's not doing well. And this developer wants to buy it up for $2 million. You know, why don't you want to do, well, it's in my family. You know, I, she really antiques mean something to her. Okay. So she's going home to meet his family. Um, They've never met. Oh, okay. Then this Uh, is the fancy guy. The fancy guy. So they're all going to go home to Christmas together at his house. They just got engaged. Well, 
fancy guy goes, I can't go with you. I have a big Wall Street deal. You fly in first. I'll meet you at my family's house in a couple of days. Wow. She's like, okay. So she gets on a plane. And we could unpack that for 10 minutes. Go ahead. She gets on a plane. <laughs> she gets on a plane and arrives, you know, at the airport. The tiny and, airport. Uh, the airport that does not exist with no one in it. <laughs> There's no one in it on Christmas time week. Right, right. Even Minot's airport is crawling with humanity. Yes. North Dakota. So she's there and there's this guy and he has the same exact name as her fancy boyfriend's brother, right? Oh. So this guy is there. He kind of falls in love with her right away. He accidentally spills coffee on her and it just kills her phone. Her phone is now dead. Oh. And she's like, damn, I'm supposed to call my brother-in-law when I get here and and he's like wait who are you meeting and she's like I'm marrying Jim Brown you know and he's like Jim Brown I'm Jim Brown's brother it doesn't make any sense she's like I'm supposed to she's like I'm supposed to be meeting this family yeah we don't know why this guy's at the airport like I think he flew whatever it is he's like I think you're he, I forget what it is. I really can't remember. But yeah. something like, there's this guy at the airport. He just flew in from somewhere as well. He's visiting his family. Right. And he spills coffee on her phone. Her phone's now dead. She's like, I'm supposed to be going to, I know what it is. I'm going to Christmas tree town. <laughs> and I'm meeting, I'm meeting my husband, James Brown's family. Right. And he's like, I live in Christmas tree town and I have a brother named James. And she's like, oh my God. You must be James's brother, Chip, or whatever. Whatever you know? is right. We're going and, to be and, related. Yes. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, you must be my brother's whatever. She's like, weird. He didn't mention that he had a brother named John or something. Yeah. You know, whatever. So the guy takes her home uh, to what he thinks is his brother. You know. Right. So they get in a car accident and they both get concussions. <laughs> They're fine. But they okay. have to stay up all night. I don't know if you've ever had a concussion, oh, right, but you can't, you can't go, to, go sleep. to sleep. So doors open, this very nice family. It's like very middle class, very cute. Mom, dad, grandpa. Mm-hmm. And they're like, welcome home, son. Welcome home, Bob. Yeah. And and they're like, who's this woman? And he's like, this is Jim's fiance. And they're like, Jim got engaged. And she's like, we were going to tell you he's flying in in a couple days. He's a Wall Street deal. They're like, oh, Okay. So anyway, she and Jim's brother stay up all night talking. Right. Obviously falling in love. Yep. This family is the opposite of the fancy guy, yep. you know. And she keeps saying, I mean, the bottom line is it's not. She's in the wrong house. Right. 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 So. But she keeps being like, oh, my God, he he never told me about this or this is so cozy or, you know, he's working on one of his deals. And, yeah. and they're like, it's enough vagueness that it works, but you don't understand why she hasn't like checked her voice maybe email on a computer but right he keeps calling her he can't get in touch with her whatever long and long story longer she's been there three days <laughs> she is falling in love with this family they're making christmas cookies sure. it's so sweet yep. she's like i'm so excited to be married into this family but meanwhile the the guy the brother really loves her yeah. like you can tell that this guy that just met her loves her and that's what makes it creepy yeah is is <laughs> he's really in love with her right away and he's really into antiques what and come on so anyway long story short the fancy guy boyfriend finds her uh 
and is like, this isn't my family. And she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, as if I live somewhere gross like this. And it's a perfectly wonderful Beautiful, house, you know, like pattern card. Yeah. So he picks her up and she's really sad and she's saying goodbye to everyone. And they're like, well, if you want to come over on Christmas, like we love you, you're your fr- family to us. And yep. she, you can see she's fallen in love. So she goes with fancy guy to his parents' house and it's like no decorations. Not very even fancy. silver and gold? Not even JK's silver and gold. Okay. And the mother's like, they always do this in Hallmark movies to indicate that someone's not a good person. <laughs> They're always a vegan and gluten-free. Shot it. <laughs> there's For real? This weird, yeah, there's this weird food prejudice. So... <laughs> so like the, the the like nice to meet you new daughter-in-law and she's like I can't wait to make christmas cookies with you and the mom is like we'll be having grass food smoothies <laughs> and she's like that's not christmas oh. long story short the family's really cold and distant she yeah. hates them mm-hmm. the boyfriend fancy boyfriend ends up saying look i bought your antique store for 2 million dollars and she's like why would you do that meanwhile the guy from the other house yeah. that she fell in love with he's like outside the window all the time <laughs> and they take these late night walks but he seems like like again it could be a horror movie right, you know what i right. mean long story short there's some whole thing involving a clock and time and oh and they ooh. end up uh kissing and she leaves her fiance for this guy that she's known for three days right this guy she's known for three days does she take her two million dollars and do they open up an antique store right in the middle of colorado or wherever they were supposedly meeting no what happens is she gives the money back she's like i don't want you to buy this store yeah and i don't know what i forget what happens but um she ends up going back to stay with that family so after three days she's in love and it's just like this is insanity and there's another one with um Candace Cameron Bure, where she uh, is going to meet her fiance's family. Mm-hmm. And she's a, um, she writes for women's magazines about like how to find the one. Right. And she meets this guy on the plane and they have this like tete a tete, you know, they're very 1940s. Sure. And uh, they get stranded. And um, this was the funniest thing. And you'll love this as a comedian. They're supposed to land in New York City. Right. But because of a snowstorm, they've been diverted and they must land in Buffalo because that's where you want to land in a snowstorm. No, no, you'd want to go the... to Atlanta. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. It's, that's where you would you wouldn't end up in Buffalo. That's not how you that would goes. Uh, and if you were to land in any airport in New York, you'd just probably stick with the major city. Uh, so <laughs> they're up in Buffalo. They get stranded with this guy. She's just met on a plane. They're at a hotel and. They end up having to drive to New York and whatever. She Same thing. They fall in love over the course of a few days. And we realize her fiancé was never the right one for her. And he's, again, from a rich family. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they're dicks. And, and I think what I like <laughs> about these movies is you could be like, oh, they're trying to set up. It's like city versus country. Yeah. But what I like about it is that the city people that are dicks aren't like liberal hip people they're rich uptight old money assholes right so it's the same Super people that we hate. Yeah. yeah yeah it's the same people we hate in the city right it's not making fun of people like us in a city so i don't know i i have a lot of like uh I don't know. I don't feel like I'm totally compromising my values. Oh, no. Watching. Oh, no. And it's so funny because when I asked Russ what his favorite, if he could 
you know, I told him to pick like five favorite episodes. And he said, you're asking me to pick, pick my five favorite Pringles. Um, they're all <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But he said, you know, his his favorite thing is that she's come back to this town and all of a sudden it's um, she's run into her old high school boyfriend. Yes. And th- for some reason, that guy's a widow now or there's or he never married. And he's like he's he was talking about how he's like, I don't know how that guy never married. That guy's been in his hometown. Look at him. There's no reason for that guy not to have been. He he has a good. He owns the Christmas tree, you know, farm. Yeah, he's you know it's got, it's not like he doesn't have gainful employment. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and um, and he said that um, there was he he doesn't he didn't talk much about because I like your idea that that it is a feminist that it that it's just a, <laughs> it's a different stretch. kind of well it's a stretch but it's just like it's as as narrow as these are. They are yeah. women get to be people in them, like kind of yeah yeah like they 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 get to be as much of a person as the as the two D dude you know more so even more so the guys are usually very two dimensional you know what's there's another there's a third thing that happens in a lot of these movies it's not a lot but it's like at least two a year yeah they're very obsessed with the aurora borealis <laughs> there's a lot of like. There's a lot of Alaskan ones where right. they're like, oh, my God, look at the lights. And you're like, why do that to yourself where you have to make it out of a green screen? <laughs> it's going to look bad. Oh, right. It's not going to look right. Yeah. So why add that into your movie? I don't know. Well, because but... they're very the Aurora Borealis, very romantic. Have you ever seen the Aurora Borealis? No, but I have been to Alaska in the summer when it stayed light out long. Right, right. It's uh, <laughs> right. I saw it once. It wasn't romantic at all. I was with Maria Bamford and a guy in a pickup <laughs> truck. We were driving between. We were doing one nighters outside of uh, Fairbanks. And, oh yeah, yeah. In two thousand, sounds amazing though. But it, yeah, I never thought of it as romantic. I was thought of it as like, ooh, sciency, weird. <laughs> it was pretty. It was great. But the guy, all of a sudden, his he pulled his pickup truck over, and he's like. Oh, oh, it's happening. You guys probably want to see this. And um and we did. We did want to see it. And so and now if that was a Hallmark movie, uh one of us would have fallen in love with that gentleman. And started a comedy show year round in, in outside of Fairbanks. Outside of Fairbanks in the North Pole. We did we did a sh- we did a a bar that was a gay bar one night a week. The rest of the week, like one night it was a country bar, one night it was a gay bar, one night it was a karaoke oh, bar, because there just wasn't enough of any of those people <laughs> to make to it To warrant all... its own building? Yes. <laughs> it's like there aren't enough people who like karaoke of any sexual preference uh, to make this a karaoke bar all day, all week long. But there are, you know... 26 gay people in the <laughs> 60 miles around that they might want to show up on a Wednesday and find someone to make out with. Um, I kind of love that, that it's so, it seems like a very tolerant place that it yeah. can have all those different things. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty mellow for, um for what was enormously, it was Fairbanks and then the town of North Pole, Alaska, which has a senior center that that every year they respond to children's Christmas cards because every because kids send their Christmas card uh, letters to North Pole, oh. Alaska, and the senior oh. center people respond to them because it's something to do for them. 
I'm literally going to cry. That's so nice. I want to move there and be a senior there. Right. Who doesn't want to be a senior in North Pole, Alaska? That does sound more fun than... Okay. So the other thing, you were talking about um, how they're super white, is Russ was saying is that they'll usually be a friend who is black or a person of color. And that person will have an under five. Will have five to nine... lines and we'll meet that person at a Christmas party where their girlfriend or boyfriend is also black. And that person will not have any lines because they don't have that kind of budget. But that's exactly right. We will have that friend and it just, you're just like, well, it'd be nice if they were more exciting. Right. I mean, yeah, this is, you know, the first, I suppose. The first Hallmark movie of this year, which they already started. I know we're filming this a little sooner than it comes out. This is Halloween day that we are filming this. Yes. October 24th is when they started this year. Wow. And the first one. Yeah. The first one was about an interracial couple. And what was funny about it, well, not funny, but it was like the girl moved to Alaska and fell in love with this guy. He's black. I mean, his family's black, obviously. And you know they make they they fall in love and whatever, but it it's like okay, good. But then it just annoys me because I'm like, well, ne- they well, they're not going to have a conversation about race in America and how you know the kid's going to be raised by a white mother who doesn't understand how to talk to her kid about the police. And I'm like, well, Jen, they can't get into this in a Hallmark movie, <laughs> right? A Hallmark movie, literally. How long are they? Are they just the 72 minutes, almost to the to the moment? Exactly, and two hours with commercials, yeah. blah blah. Yeah. So yeah. no, they can't really get into all that. And but you know, I'm thinking about it but, as right. I'm watching it. Right, but it is a parable <laughs> for civilization itself the hallmark christmas movie because (laughs) the steps that we're making are baby steps this is this is this is like oh there we go we got some Mm -hmm. and uh we 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 got more people of color than there were last year that is better it's sort of like the introduction is how you get assholes to like gay people is you have to create willing grace and you, yep. and then you have to put a gay character in every sitcom for the following seven years, and then, yep. then you can realize that people are just humans, just a pile of meat with brains on top, and yeah. uh, that happen to have a different sausage casing, and um, the <laughs> uh, uh, current bit I'm working on. Anyway, so it's sorry. so good, and but the um, but it's that's so interesting because. Because I want, I want, you know, it's like I want so much out of this sort of pulp. Yeah. Because so many people see it, right? Yes. When you think about it, you're reaching. So I met a woman once who directed one of these. Um, she, that was her job. She directed many of them. I met her at some party. And I said, yeah. what is the B plot? Is there a second message? Is there a message that, you know, keep abortion legal? Uh, censorship is bad. And she's like, no, 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 there's none of that, Jackie. There is absolutely. No. Can I tell you? All right, really quick. My, it's not my favorite, but it's a fucking amazing Hallmark movie, and I, I, they don't rerun it a lot. But it's, it's almost like immoral, but I love it. Ooh, it's very has a Jeff Bezos message, but not really. <laughs> oh, there, you, yeah, because it can have. Because uh, I don't know if you ever saw Blue Crush, but the the B plot of Blue Crush, which is that movie about surfing, no, I haven't. is oh, um, okay. is that 
True happiness is found through corporate sponsorship. That is literally the B plot. Like it's Footloose censorship is bad. Blue Crush, corporate sponsorship. Anyway. Well, it's funny because I think think most Hallmark movies, the B plot is always like corporations are evil. Small town America is the best. Yeah. Small town, small business is the best. Uh, oh, so right. in this in this movie, this girl um, is corporate whatever. She's working on Christmas Eve, busy, busy, files everywhere. We don't know what she does, but very busy. <laughs> They're always walking with all these files, coffee, blah, blah. And Christmas Eve, she's working and, you know, then she walks outside, which is what's supposed to be like outside of Macy's. Yeah. And there's no one on the sidewalk Christmas Eve, New York City. Okay. And uh, she sees a Santa Claus and he's magic. And she, he's like, do you have any Christmas wishes? And why are you single? And why are you working so much? And she's like, you know, I kind of regret, you know, back in my hometown, my high school boyfriend asked me to marry him. And I said no, because I had to take this job. No explanation of like why you couldn't do both, but okay. Okay. Um, so she's like, I sometimes just wish I could go back in time. And Santa's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Cut to she goes to bed in her silk sheets, corporate life kind of apartment, wakes up. She's back in her childhood bedroom. She's a, she's not a teenager, She's a but she's 20. Yeah. And she's about to, no, she, yeah, she's uh, graduating college okay. and moving. Okay. And the boyfriend, so this is um, when you go back in time, we're in the 90s before there was Amazon.com. Right. So the boyfriend uh, proposes to her and she does what she, she says yes this time. Okay. And uh, the boyfriend runs a, uh, and she says no to the corporate job. Right. So now she's like, okay, I guess I'm getting the life that I wanted. And the boyfriend it's Christmas Eve and the boyfriend uh, works at a bookstore that his dad owns. Yeah. And he's like, people aren't reading anymore. Um, you know, no one's buying books. We're going to have to go under. And she's like, well, have you thought about putting them online? Because she's from the future, you see. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, what do you mean? Like email? And she goes, no, you can buy books online. And he's like, no, you can't. And she's like, give me a minute. She's like, give me the night. So she grabs a bunch of books and we cut to a scene in her childhood bedroom with the oldest computer ever. Like not <laughs> one that would not have internet capabilities. Right. She's got, it, it's a Mac classic. She's got four megs of Ram. Okay. Yeah. And she's somehow inputting, she's like looking at the numbers in the books and inputting it in the computer. She's basically creating Amazon. Amazon.com. Yes. So, but this is the funniest part. So it works. And now everybody is buying books online from her boyfriend's father's bookstore. Right. But we see a scene the next day where he's like, I don't know what you did with this online thing, but business is booming and there's a million customers in the store, which makes no sense. Right. <laughs> right. Now there's they're brick and mortars rocking it too. That's so, so weird. Whatever. Yeah. So he's like, you're a, ama- so anyway, they're like getting rich. Yeah. And at no point does she go, okay, so I'm altering the course of history. Like, I am now the CEO of Amazon. Right. And now Jeff, you know, technically, that means Jeff Bezos is a homeless guy probably right, in right. this reality. You, you no know 70 billion for him. So anyway, the way the movie ends, it's unlike any other Hallmark movie. She doesn't stay in the small town. He moves to New York City with her. Oh. 
and they wake up in their very non-Christmassy, fancy apartment, like silk sheets, silk pajamas. What's the name of that one? I can't remember. And he's serving her coffee in bed. And he's sort of like her manservant slash co-CEO and they're rich as fuck. Right. No kids. And I'm like, it's the best one ever. <laughs> and they've, they've, they run Amazon and Jeff Bezos is nowhere to be found. So I don't know what the allegory is on that one. But <laughs> Right. Right. That is so weird. That is mm-hmm. amazing. You can find the feminist ones. Yeah. If that's, an, if that's what feminism is. If that's is, what I feminism so. is. Yeah, because the, the weird thing is about feminism is, is that it's just humanity. That's all. I mean, everyone it's just, just equal, wants right? to be. Right. Everyone just wants yeah. equal rights. It's like, it's not, it's not racism is just treating somebody like they're not capable of having hopes and dreams. You're an asshole. <laughs> and right. that's all it is. Everyone gets to just be a person, you big fucking weirdo. And yeah. it doesn't mean that people aren't assholes. And um, that's so interesting that they they end up being essentially the monsters who have these giant warehouses that are, that are employing all these people, maybe. Yes. And somehow they're somehow they're um sympathetic because it's like they run this big corporate thing yeah but it just sells books it's just barnes and nobles essentially yeah, it just it just helps small town bookstores somehow it's the weirdest thing that is the weirdest but, thing but i do love the immorality of like oh i'll just alter history and and not think about who it could affect right I mean, Right. That was the whole point of Back to the Future is like, you mess with history, you're affecting so many lives. So many lives. And, you know, they have the same problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Jen Kirkman. Uh, there's a guy who comes back from a dystopian future and he oh. he keeps writing the songs that were written by other people. He wants to be in a band. And Oh, that's kind of like that Beatles movie. Yeah. Uh, the other one that just came out. Yeah, that's right. That I heard about that. That where Yeah, the guy in India. Yeah. The guy in India who pretends to have written the Beatles songs. That's what, not a great movie, by the way. Right. And a terrible message where you're like, well, and I I know that anyone going, well, if you don't like it, it's probably good because you're just telling us these ridiculous <laughs> movies you like. But I'm t- I, that's the other thing is like in real life, I'm very discerning. I think I have great taste oh, in fair enough. film and television, you know, well, and the, this is my. But everyone thing. has these things that they enjoy that are not that are that are very too that you know, don't feel like the classy thing, you know, like I yeah. can say that I love incredibly well-crafted something that was never respected was science fiction. Science fiction was, was, was disrespected right. for a long time. Lord of the Rings was not considered literature uh, until probably, you know, I would say 20 years ago. And yeah. now these are, these are opportunities, but people realize that, that much like, you know, much like Achilles, not Achilles, mm-hmm. uh, Aeschylus, much like you, you take some ancient Greek uh, playwright who yeah. is speaking to the, the moment. That's what the Hallmark movies are doing. They're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to make, I mean, this makes them bigger than they are because they yeah, do, <laughs> they are still to some extent crap. Um, but... <laughs> They're my crap, but they're my crap. There, there's, yeah. you know, there's, there's, um, there's people 
like people who watch like 90 Day Fiance or something or which to me is like human trafficking. I don't understand. (laughs) That is the one that I don't allow people to get away with when they tell me that's their like escapism. I'm like, that is there's something about that show. Well, there's something about all of them. And, And Bamford, Marie Bamford watches. She loves hoarders. And I'm like, get those people some help. This is see that this stuff stresses me out. Right, right. It's it's and so it's a different. It, it flips a different switch in these people's minds, which is what the yeah. great thing about the Dork Forest is. Is we can then, you know, go why? Why would you watch Hoarders? How is yeah. this? What is it doing for you? Does and some people it makes them clean out the crap in their house, and other oh, people positive. it makes them uh, think. Well, at least I'm not that bad, which is just, of course, that that just that seems a little mean. But it doesn't it doesn't seem like you're just like, well, and I and I hope that they like there's the ones where people are super heavy and they lose 500 pounds or something like that. Yeah. You're like, well, what does that what does that do? It's like, well, it gives me hope that maybe I could do that. And you're like, OK, um, but whatever it is. Yeah, that's not. That's not what I get out of it. I I read, you know, I read these weird romance novels and they are interesting to me because they're usually, they allow the women, you know, sometimes they're idiots, right? The the women are just, they end up falling for some guy who, if if you don't like a guy and he shows up at your door with a flower late at night after you've just spent three hours with him, you've gone home, you've put your pajamas on, you're getting ready for bed, and then ding-dong, he shows up with a flower. If you like that yeah. guy, that's fine. If you sure. don't like that guy, you're like, can you believe this creepy thing happened? Yes. And it's it's unfortunate because then because men have to take that risk, right? Because of the way the society has has said, well, you have to do these things. They and do they, have to take the risk, but they need to get better at gauging. reading a situation, right? Yeah, yeah. But they and and to some extent, they're like, well, I I'm, I'm told that I'm supposed to try and that this might be yeah. a romantic thing to do, and you're like, it is a romantic thing to do if it was from a guy. Like the I did Andy Ashcraft. He 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 showed up with a rose after we had spent four hours together, and it was weird to begin with because he came to a show <laughs> of mine. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. So he had come and watched me work on um, a draft of the second half of. I had three solo shows, right? One about my dad, the one about my mom, and then. The third was going to be about my siblings. Didn't happen. Anyway, but the second one was about my mom and my sisters and my grandmother and all this stuff. And he saw yeah. sort of the first production of that, which meant that it was still in 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 it was draft. And yeah. so he had even brought friends. And so he sh- he dropped <laughs> right. So I go home and then he shows up like two hours later with with a flower. And he said, I couldn't figure out whether or not it was creepier to leave it outside your door. Yes. At, or to ring the bell. And I said, Oh, the door, the door would have been creepier. That would have been super, way creepier, way creepier. I was a little, I was slightly taken aback. Yeah. It helped when he, when I, when I said to him, where did you get this? And he goes, Oh, it's a grocery store flower. And, uh, <laughs> which was that- funny. Funny and normalizes. Right. It brought it. 
Well, because, you know, it's not even that something like that is necessarily creepy, but when someone is that overt and cute about everything so quick, you wonder, is this about me or do you like to perform in a play in your own mind? You know, and and that's the only thing that would worry me is like, hey, I really like you. I hope this is real. And you're not just like you don't do these things. Right. Clearly, it's worked out. Right. But, but, you know, that that's a big thing in these movies is both people usually do not want to take a chance. Ah, uh, there is very rarely um, everything down to the first kiss. It's always an act. There's always a scene where they're decorating a tree and something happens. Somebody falls. Oh, and then they're this close and they almost kiss. And then someone runs in like fresh cookies and they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> they're always already like in love with someone else or engaged. There's always like a very clear reason why you do not take a risk. And right. then it's like two best friends, like you say, I think he's the one, honey, that basically, they they basically tell each other they love each other when it's so clear. Right. That there's no risk involved. So it's, and it's always very kind of equal in that sense. Yeah. So that's cool that, that there's a, that, that they both, there's a, re, like, you know, I'm sure the widowed fellow with his 10 year old is like, I don't want to risk love again because she'll just die. Well, and especially since the woman he's going to fall in love with doesn't even live there. You know, it's like. Right, right. He can see that abandonment coming. Yeah, he can't. He's got. It's interesting that the abandonment issues come from the fella. That is always interesting to me. That A lot of times, yeah. So that's that's kind of a nice twist as well. It allows a certain amount of humanity in a six foot two good haircut guy. Yeah, they usually are pretty. uh, vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And you know, what else brings me comfort with these shows is like, I'm a real Christmas freak, but f- for me, it's really the decoration. So like I've put mine up already and, and that's what I do on Halloween is I, well, before the pandemic, I used to just go visit some friends that I know and we'd sit on their porch and give out candy. But, uh, yeah. an alternate version that sometimes I do depending on the weather or how I feel that year this year I'll be on the couch watching Hallmark movies and that's when I all the uh all the I don't have my tree up yet that comes later but like all the lights will be on the Christmassy lights oh nice and do you do a real tree or do you do a fake tree what do you got going on fake so that it can stay up longer right and I don't want to deal with pine needles but I have a white tree this year that's a new thing Oh, you bought a new tree? We're buying a new... We do every other year. One year we have the real tree. Last year was a real tree. And our fake tree, um, we've had it for 15 years and it's done now. And Andy's like, I'm kind of excited about shopping for the new fake tree. And I said... Oh, that'll be fun. Because he wants it to look super fake and yet kind of real. Because my whole thing is it has to be green. But it can, Got it, but yeah. it, but it can ha- be made out of swords. I don't care. Uh, oh, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> well, I always, you know, I'm a product placement sucker. Yeah. I ended up buying Balsam Hill trees in the past from watching Hallmark because they they will do a 10 minute talk about product placement. Like they will full on do a 10 minute Balsam Hill ad. Is that a fake tree company? It's yeah, they've got everything. It's all Christmas decorations, garland, whatever. But the trees look so real. They're quite expensive. I got a small one right. on sale. Okay. Uh, but you could spend up to like 800 bucks on a giant one. Wow. I mean, again, mine was like 100 bucks. But the uh, it's all the decorations. Like it's so lit up and cozy and small town. Like it just, it it does something to my brain. And you know what? There's no, it's just... 
there's no problems. You know, there's no President Trump. There's no anything. There's right. no election. Yeah. It's just... This is There's a no slice of fights. life where people's biggest problems are they're too successful. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and my favorite thing also is the they'll do an establishing shot, always the same one of New York City, Rockefeller Center ice skating. And then they'll cut to the what's supposed to be New York City. Mm-hmm. And it's like someone driving in like what's clearly a small town. <laughs> And pulling up right outside a coffee shop and getting a spot at, you know, 8 a.m. Right. And just walking in and it's like, hey, Billy. Hey, Joe. And I'm like, I love that this is New York City. Like even even the city moments feel like the small town. But right. Oh, it's right. I just can't wait. Like there's one this year called Never Trust a Man in a Christmas Sweater. I don't know what that's going to be about, but I can't wait. Right. Have you seen the list of, of, of what's coming out? Oh, you! I look right away. Right away. And they've got some they've got some good titles. Never trust a man in a Christmas sweater sounds fantastic. Yeah, that uh, was the one that stood out to me the most. Um and you know the ones I don't like. Uh and I don't You watch them anyway? I would have them on the background while I do things. Okay. Fair they don't enough. get my full attention. But anything with a princess oh, yeah. or royalty, they'd love there's like five a year that's like so she finds out her boyfriend's a prince, you know, and then she's going to go to the castle and then Ugh. she wins. I hate all that shit. Well, the one that I saw that really put me off them, even though I, it was kind of sweet, but it didn't make any sense, was he was a nutcracker who came to life. <laughs> what? That's not a Hallmark movie. You did not see this. I think it was Lifetime. Where okay. she... Yeah, they're more crazy. Right. He was an ornament. He was a freaking ornament. <laughs> and he comes to life. And he's wearing <laughs> I his... I need to see this. He's wearing his band uniform the entire show. And uh, <laughs> and so he's got his hat. And sh- and it just... It, it literally... The message is the true, the true meaning of Christmas. Which seems to be family. It's always family. That's what Russell's like. It's always about family. That's what every, yeah. every, every single one is that family is more important than anything. And, uh, and small towns are great. And so, yep. uh, the, uh, but, but he, and there he, she doesn't kiss him. He does. He goes back to being an ornament at the end. Spoiler alert. Uh, there's no, she doesn't meet a fella. What's that one called? Intimacy issues? Like that is like some bad fantasies for women. Like Right, right. It is not it is not ideal. It was it was just a it was literally that ornament comes to life and reminds you that you should reintroduce yourself to your sister or something. It was very I weird. I'm going to look this up the minute we are done and I'm going to make it something I watched this year because it sounds incredible and so bizarre. Yeah, well, you should, it it had, I believe the word nutcracker in it. And uh, so, by the way, we are at an hour, uh, Jen Oh Kirkman. my God. We well, should, I have nothing more to say. Uh, let me just except- tell people that we have been talking with Jen Kirkman. You know that. you And I recommend watching this one on the YouTube because uh, the, the design of the background is lovely. I tend to just sort of, I'm a, I'm very, have some, 
some some Asperger's or autism or I just I rock back and forth throughout all of these Zoom podcasts. So feel free oh, to tune hilarious. in on that. And um, it's why you should have a talk show, and maybe I shouldn't, or I should learn how to sit still or get a chair that's well, comfortable. I, have, I can't sit in a. I have to sit like I do the same thing, and I'm always drinking coffee. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a fidgeter. Fidget. There's fidgeting. So it's at Jen Kirkman. J E N K I R K M A N to find out if this does come out before December 4th, uh, you should definitely <laughs> yes. watch the live uh, Christmas uh, stand-up storytelling variety show that she does every year. This year she's doing it online because it's 2020. And um, mm-hmm. thank you so much. And find all of her albums too because it's always a delight uh, to listen to your stand-up comedy. And uh, that's always well, fun Well, by the way, me. you had mentioned this show. I saw that show, by the way, that you did. That oh. one person show. I don't know if I saw the one that was about your mom or your dad. I think it was your mom. And then you talked about your dad living with his, like, wasn't there a divorce and a remarry and they all lived in the same house oh, or yeah. something like that? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh... That was a great, great, great show. I remember seeing it at UCB laughing my ass off. Oh, thank you very much. Yay. Mutual admiration society that is occasionally the dork forest. Jen Kirkman is a yes. damn delight. Thank you so much for doing the show. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?